With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, all you animal folks out there, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I want to start off this morning by asking the question, do you have a pet who's just really hard to deal with because of behavioral issues? Then you are going to be very pleased with our first guest in this morning's lineup. It's Andrew Harsden, a trainer from the Pasadena Humane Society, and he's going to be offering some great tips and advice for dealing with problem pets so that you could turn them into little angels. Then a little later this morning, Dr. Tara Haddad has some options for caring for terminally ill pets that will make the end-of-life transition a little easier to handle. I know it's a topic we don't really want to think about, but it's best to have information like this ahead of your time of need so you don't need to worry about it later. So stay tuned to the Pet Place for the pet talk that you've come to depend on here on the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260. I'm Marie Hewlett, and joining me now from the Pasadena Humane Society are Andrew Marsden and Shelley Valdovinos. Welcome to the Pet Place, you guys. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. So you had a little bit of a check over here this morning. Not too shabby. Yeah. Not too shabby. <laughs> too bad. Now, you two are trainers over at the Humane Society, is that correct? Correct. Yes. And, and what exactly does that mean? Do you work with dogs that are at the shelter, at the Pasadena Humane Society, or do you work with people who have adopted dogs and need a little help, or both? Or both? Actually. Okay. We actually do both. Um, we work with uh, shelter dogs, so we have a shelter programs where we actually evaluate them based on their temperament, and then beyond that, we work with people that not only adopt animals, but people that are just struggling to find basic obedience or things like that, so we have training classes as well. So people in the community who haven't necessarily adopted a pet from the Pasadena Humane Society can take advantage of the training courses that you offer. Absolutely. Oh, that's wonderful. And what sort of classes do you have if you gave me a breakdown, like basic obedience? Tell me all uh, about we it. We do. We've got basic obedience, intermediate obedience. We do um, CGC classes. Which what is, is that? It's actually a preparation for Canine Good Citizen, oh, okay. which is an AKC certification all right. um, that... Uh, basically says that your dog is a very well-mannered dog. And then you can use that to get into a pet therapy program? Correct, correct. Uh, Delta Society actually requires that as a prerequisite going in, so... Okay. Um, and we have agility classes as well. Oh, how fun. And And do you have competitions also? We don't do anything competition-based right now. It's more fun and games, but it's a preparation, so it's... And what kind of response have you been getting to that? 
We've had a great response to that, actually. Um, we had had a lot of clients before say, oh, I'd love to take agility, or some people just have really energetic dogs and, and think that they can only take them for walks, and they don't realize that there's a whole spectrum of things and, and activities and classes that they can do with their dog to help get some of that energy out, and agility is one way oh, that keep, keep them engaged. Absolutely. <laughs> Where are these classes offered? Um, they're actually offered at the Humane Society. We have a about 2,400 square foot uh, training facility that's to wow. the side of uh, our adoptory building. So I we had teach no all idea. of our classes in there. Yeah. Is that new? Um, no, it's actually been there for a while. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, we should probably tell everybody where the Pasadena Humane Society is. <laughs> we <Yes>. should. <laughs> that's probably not a bad idea. Um, Pasadena Humane Society is located on 361 South Raymond. It's right in the heart of Old Town. Um, we're okay. about a block away from uh, the Central Park, um, if anybody knows where that is. Uh, right around the corner from Cheesecake, that's usually a good indicator. Okay. And do you have a website address that shows everything you'd ever want to know about the classes? We do. We have not only everything you'd want to know about the classes, but our internal programs, volunteer opportunities, um, and that website is just PasadenaHumane.org. PasadenaHumane.org. Correct. Very good. And let me quiz you some more. What's the phone number? What's the phone number? Six two six seven nine two seven one five one. That I know. I'm glad he answered that one for me. I could tell you had that dental look on your face. <laughs> it's like telling somebody what your own cell phone number is because you right. never. Now I know my work number, it. but don't ask me the cell phone number. <laughs> okay, and how long have you both been teaching training classes? Um, well, I've been uh, teaching the training classes at Pasadena uh, Humane for almost a year now. Okay. Um, and I've been there um, about two years, okay. um, and I was teaching prior to that privately um, and did some work up in uh, Northern California in San Francisco, and I've been doing private training and classes for about six and a half years. So you both must really enjoy working with animals. Absolutely. We do. To do what we do, you have to. Okay. Yeah. Do you find it's more training the humans rather than the dogs? <laughs> we, we were talking about that on the way over. We yes. actually get that so often. I get lots of uh, wives asking if I train husbands as well. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, sometimes once we're just showing uh, the owner how to lure a dog into even just something as simple as a sit position, they're like, oh, wow, so this is really training us, isn't it, more than the dogs? And we're like, yeah, kind of. Okay. It's more that we're uh, showing the people how to do something that they, you know, not everyone's uh, dog or animal savvy and knows how the anatomy works. And so... And do you follow the the reward positive? Uh, we, we do all of our class are positive reward based training. So. Oh, that's wonderful! Yeah. So none of the uh, yanking and no no, no corrections other than verbal. Yeah, we okay. work with uh, treats and praise and toys. As well. I'd work for treats and praise and I, toys too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Some people are like, "How do you stop your dog from uh, just wanting to work for treats?" And it's like, well. There's ways to do that, but at the same time, give them incentive. Give, give them treats to work for. Yeah, and everybody loves praise, especially well, animals. You know, I always make it, I always tell my clients or our class participants, it's the equivalent of getting a paycheck. Yeah. Would you, would you work for free? Would you come do the show for free? <laughs> well, <laughs> now that you mention it, I, I do. <laughs> but, um, no, praise is a, a good thing. Because even on the job, if you're, you can have a paycheck, 
But if people don't appreciate what you're doing and, and say, hey, nice job, it's, it's not going to be rewarding. And, and it's the same for animals. They, they want to do something that they know is appreciated. And they're so happy when they know they've done that. It's, it's huge. I, you can see it in their little doggy smile. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I think people don't realize how much desire dogs have to work. I mean, it's natural to them. That working instinct, that drive is so natural. And why not utilize it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Is it difficult to get in the classes? Are they full all of the time? It's not difficult. We make accommodations. We are filling up fairly frequently, um, okay. but we, we try to accommodate as many people as we can. So. Okay. And what's the most popular class? What's the hardest one to get into? Um, well, I wouldn't say the hardest one to get into, but our most popular class is definitely our basic obedience class because mm-hmm. I think everyone thinks, you know, the basics are something that uh, every every dog really should have, okay. uh, at least some basic commands. So that's something that's really easy, really simple, and then for people who want to keep going, I guess you'd say maybe agility would be maybe the hardest one to get into just because not all dogs are built for agility. Okay. Any breeds that you would say, maybe not agility for you? <laughs> you know, surprisingly, it's not so much about the breed as as it is about the temperament and the drive. If, okay. if there's even, I have a, a Dotson, and I actually teach the agility class, so um, I have a, a little Dotson in there right now and a, and a Papillon that you would think, oh, these teeny little dogs, what are they doing in an agility class? And they love it. They enjoy it. They okay. have that drive. They feed off of their owner. So mm-hmm. it, it's more if your dog is willing to work for you and you think, it's something that they're going to enjoy. They have lots of energy. It's a great place to burn it out. So if you have a couch potato, maybe not so Maybe not so much. (laughs) If you have a couch potato that you're trying to turn into a jogger, maybe. Uh Maybe that's something we could work up to. Let me ask you this. Somebody's coming to the shelter. They have a two-year-old Dalmatian that they've never trained, and they're giving it up because they just can't handle it anymore. Are they counseled first? And, well... Why don't you try going through training? Um, Our front office does a really, really great job at talking to them. We actually have them fill out a profile for us um, that tells us about the dog and their background. Um, They are given an opportunity to talk to us. We we try to urge people to call us beforehand Mm -hmm. um, so we can discuss the issues more at home where it's happening. Um, But, yeah, we we see that quite frequently where people are just at their wit's end and so frustrated and they don't realize that a little management and and a little bit of training goes a long way in the house. Okay. And how about some of the more um, personal type of uh, trainings that dogs need, for example, house training? Do you guys help with that? We do. We we give out handouts. We're always, always, always available for questions. Um, Shelly does a great job at talking to her clients about those issues, especially in the, the, the puppy kindergarten class, which is where we see that question most frequently. Right. Well, what's the, the Quick Reader's Digest condensed version of how to house train a puppy? Great training. <laughs> great, Absolutely. Great, great training is key. Um, just really supervision, going in and making sure that your dog is on a routine, they're on a schedule, that you're consistent with it. You know, a lot of people always say, oh, you know, I, my dog just keeps having accidents. I take him out at 6, and then, you know, the next day I took him out at 8, and he went before I could even get him out. Well, there's that inconsistency factor. So as long as you're consistent with your dogs in their training and making sure they're in their crate and not unsupervised and free-roaming the house, the, the problem usually alleviates. And consistency really is the key for all types of training, not just uh, potty training. Consistency and patience, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. yes. 
patience, definitely. And some dogs, it just takes longer than others. Yeah, right. I mean, and there there are certain breeds that uh, catch on a little slower to the process than others, but. Okay, okay. And if somebody is totally at their wits end, do you offer more one-on-one services or, or are these strictly just classes, group classes? Um, we do offer private consultations. Um, we don't do them quite as frequently as we do classes because lots of issues um, can be addressed in just basic obedience. Um, but some issues that are a little more extreme or require a little more time or patience, um, we can set up private consultations to kind of evaluate the situation and offer advice to help them. Okay. Well, before I let you guys go, because you're such a wealth of information, I know you have so much more, <laughs> let's give out your website one more time so that people can ask questions if they need to. Okay. Sure. It's www.pasadenahumane.org. Great. Thank you both. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having us. Marie. It's time now for our halftime break, but when we return, Dr. Tara Haddad has some really important information that can help families when their pets are terminally ill. It's not the happiest subject to take on, and I do try to keep things light here, but I think it's important. So don't go away, and we'll get started in just a bit, right here on Retro 1260. You are listening to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and joining me now is Dr. Tara Haddad, a veterinarian who I had the pleasure to meet just a short time ago at Orange County Pet Days. Hi. Hello. How's it going? Very good. I'm so pleased you were able to come out today. It's my pleasure. I know it's a long drive because you're normally out in Orange County. Yes. And you offer some very special services to animals. And one of the things that I wanted to touch on today was your hospice service, because I think that's just a wonderful thing that you're doing for the community. It is. And a lot of people really require some help there and um, uh, really can use assistance with dealing with a chronically ill pet. Okay. So not just uh, pets that are getting towards the end of their life, but, but pets that have a chronic illness are, are covered under the service that you offer. Yes. Okay. And so if somebody has, let's say somebody does have a pet who's who's reaching the, the end of its life and, and they just want to make sure it's comfortable, how would they go about contacting you and making that all possible? They don't want to take it to a veterinarian. They want to keep it comfy and its home surrounded. Right. And they can call our number. We can certainly discuss uh, what the condition of the pet is and what's going on and what help they do need. I'd like to counsel people. I like to talk to people about what their goals are. One of my concerns as a veterinarian is we obviously take an oath, above all, do no harm. And so we certainly don't want to prolong suffering in an animal for selfish reasons, but what I can help them with is determining um, you know, just how well we can manage the comfort of an animal and help them with the decision um, to finally uh, do a home humane euthanasia if okay. that's where things lead us. But and that's so much better than having to take your animal to a veterinary hospital when it's already scared, it's already in pain. And, you know, how how awful is that to to do to a pet when you can leave it in its own familiar surroundings with all its 
family faces around it and yes yes it's just such a gentle way to say goodbye surrounded by love that's that's really what our goal is to to minimize the stress um towards those last moments and and it's much much easier on the pet um i've I've been doing this for quite a while as um, I usually treat cancer patients. So ultimately, um, we are usually at this decision process um, at some point. And so um, it just turns out that having to do this in the hospital and having to do this at home, looking both ways, the animals are much more comfortable at home. Unfortunately, it's a difficult decision for the people either way. Oh, yeah. but but It's it's going to be (laughs) an emotionally upheaved time for sure, but it's it's so nice that they do have that option. And and how far do you travel? Um, What is your client uh, area? You know, I've I've gone all the way up to Burbank. Oh, wow. Um, I've gone all the way down to San Diego. I, I haven't had to get on a plane yet, but, but uh, you know, when when I talk to people and they need my services, then we usually work it out. I actually um, went out to Hesperia oh, not too wow. long ago. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Do you have a website? We do. We do. It's um, www.allpawspawsdaycare.com. Okay. So it's kind of long. <laughs> so you actually do a lot more than hospice services, obviously, and 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 yes, you just do. reminded me that you have a daycare. Also, tell me a little I bit about do. that. Well, I have been a veterinarian now for about 14 years, and actually, quite early on in my career, when I was doing my oncology residency, I had a my own pet was sick, and so um, having to give him a lot of medication, a lot of attention, a lot of watching him and making sure that medications didn't need to be adjusted, Um, I quickly discovered that there was a need for a place where pets that were undergoing treatment for illnesses, whether they were short-term or long-term, needed a place to go when their owners were away that really catered to their special needs. So I opened up a daycare and boarding facility where we specialize in medically fragile pets. Oh, wow, that's fabulous. You must have a really compassionate staff working with you. I do. I have a wonderful staff, and they are all all about the animals. They they all adore them, and um, and we have some uh, special needs animals that live with us that have been have kind of come to us in different ways and. And my staff is so good, and they so treat them like they're permanent own. residents. They are. <laughs> they are permanent residents. I think that's one of the hazards of working with animals. You you find one, and and you know you could take care of it, but it looks like whoever does have custody of it has decided it's just too much work, and they're going to put it down. And and you think, well, I can probably do it, and then all of a sudden you have one, two, three. Yes, and. <laughs> And so is the case for us. We actually have a little husky that is a, a permanent resident, and she was uh, the truth about her condition is probably never going to be known because we got her a year into her life, and she obviously couldn't stand on her own. She did come with a wheelchair, and she um, is two years old now, and she lives a wonderful life, but she was going to be put to sleep by... Um, a group who had rescued her 
And my fear was just that um, the decision to put her to sleep was more a decision of, and I don't want to say inconvenience. They were wonderful, compassionate people that had rescued her. I think they just felt overwhelmed and didn't know how long they could continue her care. But It really does take a special person that is. To be able to care for a handicapped pet, you have to have diapers, you have to change them frequently, you have to be able to, to get your pet in and out of its wheelchair, and, and so many other things that go along with having yes. a handicapped pet. And and I can understand getting overwhelmed with that. But and I can, too. I, I really that can, you're too. you're able to do it. Well, and, <laughs> and, you know, she's, like I said, she's been a, a resident for a year now, and uh, my staff adores her. So she's your mascot. <laughs> she, she is our little our little mascot. Yes. I actually did meet her recently yes. and, and she just runs all over the place in her little wheelchair and, and she is she has such, such a, a spirit, doesn't she? She sure does. And everybody who met her fell in love uh-huh. with her. Yeah. It was she, incredible. I really felt like she had a special purpose here that her job wasn't done on this earth yet. That there was really a need for her to be here. And I don't know that we've reached her full potential yet. I think that um, we've looked into getting her certified as a therapy dog. Oh. Um, I think she would do really well with children in wheelchairs. Absolutely. Um, She'd give milita- them inspiration. Yes, and- people who have served in the military who may have caused or have a need for a wheelchair now. She just has such a, a enormous and bright spirit. that the, the one thing I've noticed about pets who do end up in wheelchairs is once they get used to them, they don't even know they have a wheelchair anymore. They're just all over the place, and they're happy, and, they're happy and to life be mobile. is going on. <laughs> and, and and what a great attitude to share with people who suddenly find themselves in that same predicament. I, I can't say enough good things about the therapy that would bring them. Absolutely. I think there are times when I'm driving around just thinking about my life and maybe feeling a little sorry for myself and you know we tend to get into our little pity parties (laughs) and when you see a little smile on a face like this and you think well you know maybe it's not so bad maybe I need to just put a smile on and and be like a dog (laughs) get a better attitude (laughs) yep absolutely oh boy now in addition to all the things you're already doing you also provide emergency emergency shelter during uh, evacuation yes. situations, um, yeah. floods, or or you name it. Yeah, the wildfires was a big thing. That we had um, wildfires two years in a row. The first um, year that I owned the doggy daycare, um, I was watching the news as the fires were going on and saw that there were um, evacuation centers and. They were doing absolutely the best they could, but you could see rows and rows of small crates that they were probably putting the animals in. And so I called to get us put on the list so that people could bring their animals to us. And um, we actually housed uh, quite a few families of dogs during the wildfires. And what was really, really nice about that was we were able to not charge the people who were being evacuated from their homes because of my clients donating money. And so we were able to go out and buy food. We vaccinated everybody that needed to be vaccinated. We bathed everybody. We put flea control on them. We were actually able to really take those animals and, and just 
put them in a little bit better place when they finally did get to go home, which was about a week later. I just love hearing stories about veterinarians like you who truly do look at their career and think about how they could benefit people and animals and not just, you know, send their kids to college and buy a Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> well, and it's it's not just me. I mean, I have I have a really wonderful client base, too. Mm-hmm. I have some clients that, that will come in and say, hey, did you hear about this thing going on? Can you help? You know, and... And they're so willing not only to donate their time, but also money towards whatever we would need to put together to um, help out an animal or a family. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It really is. And and it, it it's so inspirational to, to me to hear how a community comes together in, in difficult times. That's what it's all about. That's <laughs> what it's all about. Well, I know that you do so much more with your daycare center, your boarding facility, your medical center and everything else that's going on, but I I think we're just about out of time, so I'm going to have you tell everybody one more time where you're located, what your phone number is, what your website is, so that if they need you for anything, they could get a hold of you. Okay, we are located in Fountain Valley, and we're at the corner of Brookhurst and Garfield. We're kind of tucked away, so you don't see us from the street, and I always let people know if you pull in as if you're going into McDonald's at that corner, then you'll find us in the strip mall. But our phone number is 714-964-9304. And any one of my staff can answer most of your questions. And, and they're so wonderful that if they can't answer your question, they will usually find me. Okay. <laughs> and I can answer any questions that they couldn't. And let's give your website out, too. The website, again, is www.allpawspawsdogdaycare.com. Excellent. Dr. Haddad, you offer a wonderful service, and I'm so glad you were able to join us today and talk about it. It was my pleasure. It's time now for our last break of the day, but don't go away, because when we return, it'll be time for Pet Place news and events, coming right up on Retro 1260. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place news and events. On Saturday, April 24th, from 10 to 11 a.m., join our friends from the Irvine Animal Care Center for a walk around the Fashion Island Shopping Center and help them help animals find forever homes. Participants will meet at Metropolis in Fashion Island, and then we'll head out for a casual walk with the pooches. The walk should take about 30 to 40 minutes, and after you finish... Everyone will celebrate at the store with light refreshments for the pets, actually the pet parents, and goodie bags for the dogs. A donation of at least $5 is suggested. Help Metropolis raise awareness for our local shelters and the pooches in need. Your participation is greatly appreciated. For more event details, visit www.metropolis.com. Well, that's all for me today. Remember... Pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on Retro 1260. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spare new to your pets and have a wonderful day.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.